They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 142 of the Magic Guys. Look, I got the Magic Guys shirt on. Don't forget to grab yours. TheMagicGuysShow.com. It's never too early for a plug, you know what I mean? But look, uh, above me, look, above me over here, we've got Doug Con. Greetings. Yeah. Oh, oh, God I'm back and then the over, just, over here, we've party. got Nick. We've got Nick K. It's a party, friends. Welcome to the show. Yeah. yeah. Doug, what is that? It's a program within uh, OBS. I discovered what it is. It's the Mac OS. The new operating system has things built in. You could do, That's like, right. I think if I do one thumbs up, I'll get a thumbs up. But it doesn't happen when you want it to. Yeah, it only happens <laughs> if you don't don't know it's coming. Right. Like, yeah. You want it to happen? Basically, he has these like uh, green screen features that are coming up where there's fireworks behind him and all sorts of things. Turn that off, actually. It's quite. This would be the best if you were a CEO and you brought someone into your like. Yeah, they're like, can you please join me on Zoom? And you fired them. (laughs) You celebrated. (laughs) You're fired. Get the hell out. Leave the stapler. Or someone, someone. Oh my god! There we go. Also, or someone hacks. Someone, uh, someone hacks it, and they put things like you know, dick stuff flying around you, or whatever. When you start making certain gestures, that's what we need. That's I exactly what we need, funny, isn't it? Oh. Dicks are always funny. Yeah, always, always. Absolutely. We're back. It's the first week. Uh, we're all back in the studio. It's been a while. We've got a lot to catch up on, and we've got a crazy good guest today who um, I think has guess. contributed so much to magic. But Doug, you, you've known this guy the longest, right? You guys have been pals for a long time. Yeah, I guess so. Right before the stream, you're like, you can introduce this guy. And I was like, man, let me think about when I met Cosmo. And, you know, we're going to go back over 20 years to like 2000. I'm hanging out at my store, the Big Easy Magic Company, and I get this phone call. Uh, hey, I hear, I hear Cellini's in town. I want to come film Cellini. See if I can do that. And uh, turned out, yes, was the answer, and that happened, and that's when we met uh, 23 years ago. Wow. wow! And man, this man has really changed the face of magic in his two decades, and he's still doing crazy, interesting things. Why keep talking about him? Bring him on. Let's talk to Cosmo. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. It's Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this production stuff, man. Dude, thank what? you so much for being here. Like, I only, I personally have only had the privilege of hanging out with you and spending time with you at Magic Live, in which we've had an absolute blast together. So thank you for taking time to hang out with us today. How are you? Thank you for being here. I'm great. And I had a great time with you at Magic Live. That's, that's always the best, you know. Did you go last year? I did not go last year. No, I was tied up with um, weddings. I had a, f- a friend's wedding and I was just like, well, I can't get out of that. We're all committed to next year, though. So we expect yeah. to do big rounds of sake with you at next year's Magic Live, Cosmo. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, that that uh, they had the best that that uh, that sushi restaurant has these mussels with this something on it. It's the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and for reference, when when Cousin and I first met there, we fell in love with a lychee 
sake. And we actually drank every single bottle they had in the venue. They were like, we're, we're done. We're looking through cases to try and find more. You guys drank every single bottle. And there was a few of us there. Like there was, um, oh, Garrett Thomas was there as well. And um, what's his name? Steve Brundage. He was also there. Cube, Steve Brundage. We, we, had, a, we had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You're doing the cubes now, Kaz? I, I, yeah, I learned how to solve it. Oh, are you yeah. doing any, any magic with it? Yeah, I do it in my show. Really? Uh, not, not, so I started playing with this, uh, and I do the match thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's the best thing you can do with a Ruby's really? Cube. Yeah. It is. yeah. It's so, really good. Here's the thing, Cos. Like, I mean, we, we've just sort of picked up from the conversation we were having before the show, but I think that there's an audience here that might not know exactly who you are. So please tell us who you are and what you do. And we want to know everything. Please, fire away. I do magic. No, I, I, I'm a magician, and, uh, you know, and I work on the streets sometimes. I was a stripper. And as a matter of fact, when I started learning, the reason why I worked so much on the streets this past summer up here in uh, uh, upstate New York you was... you doing some shows? Yeah, because I, I could get a bunch of people in front of me so I could come up with patter for... Getting for reps. The, for the, yeah, get some reps in. That's the best thing, you know? I mean, yeah. it's my failure as a stripper to to develop more material you know because it's the perfect place to develop material and i and i didn't do it you know i just kind of okay i'm happy with what i'm doing it's making me a, but look a when really, you're working really nice you're working thing. i think it's hard to develop new stuff when you're in the trenches every day like, yeah well, question about that i like one of the best bits of advice i got with regards to street is that when you want to work on new stuff it's best to take stuff out do you guys kind of concur with that hmm. And do you have advice for anyone who is looking to add things to this show or change their show with a repeat well, yeah. or otherwise? Well, you know, keep working on new material. You know, I would give them that advice because I, I didn't, you know, but I think, I, you know, I, I think that the streets, you know, just are is such a great opportunity for you to, uh, to Look. develop magic, you know? And um, it, it, the thing about a street show is, is that uh, this, this is, you don't want to. The show is never really the same. I mean, it, you can take things out. And take, let's just say you're working a pitch in New Orleans. One of my favorite places to get drunk at is what he was going to say. I don't think Cosmo's a drinker. He's me here. Cosmo's a workaholic. He would. <laughs> we had a hiccup there, Cosmo. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, there's um, uh, a pitch down there. You know and. Whenever you know, whenever you're working a pitch, don't try to get to this thing without stuttering around. Don't do many of these interviews and spend time like this these days. But I used to do a lot, but now I got older. I got ir irrelevant. I don't know. You're doing the stuttering around thing, Kaz. I know. <laughs> um, so you, you, you know, it, the the point of diminishing returns is something that you know. So you're talking about you know making a show longer or shorter. If you're doing a show, it's all, you know, it's about money and it's about making a living. So what you want to do is, is, is once you fill the pitch, there's no reason to go further. Just do your closer and, and pass your hat. Don't add more stuff to it because you want to feed your ego. I was in London uh, at Covent Gardens and the magicians were great there, but holy, you know, they, they would, uh, a lot of them would just like, you know, okay, you've got this huge crowd. They all love you. Do the final thing because they're all queued up. You've got four guys who are using the same pitch all day long. They might get two shows, maybe 
everybody did a shorter show and were more efficient in what they were doing, and they maybe to get three shows and money more. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, so for me, I was that was really the reason why I never didn't develop a lot of material because I had enough material to do make the show longer, forty minutes because I'm still trying to build. Or fifteen minutes because I've already built it. I can't make it any bigger. So let's just had them get the money and get another another audience. Yeah, I guess I guess the old saying went, you know, like for as long as I've ever known, it's like get them to stay, get them to pay, and then get them to go away. Yeah, and it's been that that sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. But I think that the the step one is get them to stay. And the most common question I get asked by anyone who works street or looking to get in the street is, how do you get people to stop? Oh, to stop or to stay because stop, you know, well, Chilini used to say, make noise. And, make, and I never that's really. I say. When people ask me, that's the first thing I go to. Make noise. Make noise. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was never my thing. Yeah. I rather just, it, I, what I found was, is that that table was a scary thing to people walking by. Ooh, interesting. You know, so you're working off a table. If I walk 15 feet away from that table, they no longer associate me with the table. So I can be 15 feet away. Now I can just have a conversation like a normal person and not, you know, a normal person with a Hawaiian shirt on, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not looking for something. They don't, they don't feel so uncomfortable. Well, here's you know, the value folks. I'm learning something. I hope everyone else yeah, is listening. <laughs> so just move, uh, move away from the conversation as opposed to saying, Hey, watch this trick, right? Hey, how y'all doing? Something like that. Or uh, yeah, sure. You know, and then, or, or, you know, and, Chilean used to say, stop a child, you stop the world. And yeah. I think if you stop anybody, you stop the world. People love to watch people watch magic. You know, I mean, look at David Blaine. That's what the David Blaine did in his, his specialist. It wasn't about the magic. It was about, look at how people are reacting to this. You know, that was a big part of, a thing, of the thing. So yeah, that's the second thing I tell people after I tell them to make noise. I say, get someone on stage with you and let the people watch that experience. Yeah, you can Whatever do that you're too. doing. Yeah. You know, watching you two together, it's a whole different dynamic. Once once you get that first group stopped, it's easier to get more groups in. It's mm. like nobody wants to be the leader. So when you get that first group to stop, you better do something that's magical right away. Right? What is that for you, bud? Coin and I. Coin vanishes it's oh, under my yeah. foot, behind my hand, you know, all that stuff. And then it's in my oh, eye. Coins. Yeah. I used to have a coin band. Trick. You know, so I'm out there, right? And I, and I, I see a, a family with a kid walking down the street. I say, "Hey, kid, catch!" And I toss him a coin. Now he he catches a coin. Now he's stopped. So now I go over and I take the coin. Watch it; it's gone. Yeah, it's behind your ear, or whatever. It's under my foot. T here's here. Take the kid, coin, the coin kid, and make sure it's real. Matter of fact, take all four. Make sure they're real. So now the now the kids got all four coins. I said, give them to your mom. Make sure she have her look at them. Make sure they're real. She looks like she knows about money. This is 20 feet away from the table. Now I walk over to the table. So the he's got my coins, right? He ha I'm sitting there. I go, bring me the coins. So the, are they? And the mother goes, yeah, this is a kid. Bring coins. So now the kid is at my table. I have their kid. They can't leave. <laughs> It sounds and like I go, come answer. up, lady. Come up, people. I then give up. him a letter with cut-up newspapers where I spelt what I need, and that's oh, good. my headline. Get away from the table. Give them a prop. Have them bring the prop to the table. 
Yeah, and then uh, come come up with your kid, people. Don't trust me. Didn't you read about me in the papers? You know, and then and they're up there, and and then off we go. You know, and then you know, and then take your time as you know. I'm doing this matrix thing, Doug, inspired matrix thing, and uh, on the table, and just take your time doing it, and have conversations with people who are walking by. You know, and that's, that's a good time. It. You know, um, getting people to stop is always fun. And it's always difficult when you have a group and and one person wants to stop, but the rest of them are like, oh, especially with couples where it's like the guy wants to stop, but she's like, no, we're going. I want to go shopping or whatever it is, right? And then so I used to do this. I go like, you want to watch my show? It's like, oh, yeah, but she's – and then I would turn to her and I'd say, hey, you know if you loved him, you'd let him stay and watch my show. And then she'll turn back and just be like – and then come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so is that, is that I, I, I use that line i use that line and then uh you know so i this one time this happened it's happened many times actually but you know i, I can watch the couple and the woman you know is watching for a couple few minutes but then she starts looking at the stores and what are we going to do next right and i still wants to, the, the boyfriend the husband wants to watch and finally he relents and she pulls him away and i go where are you going sir Sir, I didn't leave when you got, sir, don't leave. Don't let her pull you away like that, sir. You got to be a man, sir. You got to stand up to her. Be a, let her know now you got to be a man. And, uh, and now she's enjoying this. And so now they're walking away kind of quickly. And I go, I go to the crowd. I go, everybody on the count of three, holler out wuss. One, two, three, wuss. A hundred people hollered out wuss. Everybody's doing just what you're doing. They're laughing their asses off. And I just kind of get real quiet and look down. And when it gets, starts to get quiet, I look up and I go, anybody else want to leave? Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. No one's leaving, man. No one's leaving. Oh, oh, my God. I love that. They got, that guy's walking away embarrassed. He wants to get the hell out of there as quick as he can, you know. <laughs> oh, man. my Getting people to stay is so much subtle for me, but that is like – Far out. I love so, that. So the tip here is shame them <laughs> for leaving. They won't. Leave. I mean, that's a, that's an approach, right? For sure, it works. Uh, you know, as you know, I mean, it does. It does work. You know, I mean, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff works. Hang on. Works so, so, so just to be clear, so step one is kidnap the children. Step mm -hmm. two, <laughs> we got to throw stuff at them before you kidnap them. them. You throw things yeah. at them, and then you that's kidnap right. them. Lure, lure the kids in with money. Yeah. Ransom the, the parents so they have to come in and watch. And then we shame them for wanting to leave. This is the gold stuff that you Soon don't hear about. the extortion happens. Now, does this only work in New Orleans or does this work everywhere? It works everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. so, okay. So moving on to phase two, they've uh, got them to stay. Hooray. They've stopped. They've stayed. And now we're going to talk about getting them to pay. So while that's said, people have different theories on this. And ultimately, we're talking about our hat line. The hat line isn't something you can give away. I think the hat line is something you need to figure out as you go along because you got to make it personable. you got to get your audience to care about you to give you a few bucks. So I'll allow you to answer that, like how to deliver your line, what to deliver, what to deliver it about. But what I'm curious about is when do you deliver? Mm -hmm. Some people want to do their hat line in the middle of their show do their grand finale, throw their hat down, and just wait for money to come. So other people, which is what I prefer to do, is finish my show. The show is over. I say thank you very much. 
I give him my Kevin Costner speech, then my hat goes down, and then they do stuff. What do you think, Cos? Do you think it's just better to go big finish, hands down, boop, or the latter? I use three hat pitches in my show. Three. So right, right after um, uh, I vanished the $20 bill and uh, handed out the cup and the stick and the ball, uh, I, I, I do this. And I just would, I, I, I think you need the first time I saw a street performer, I didn't even know I was supposed to give him money. So I think you need to educate people because they're not, they're not from New Orleans. They lots of times they're from, uh, you know, someplace in, in Ohio and they've never seen a street performer. Right. So you have to educate. And I just, I use this little educational thing of, uh, you know, Hey guys, at the end of my show, I'm going to pass my hat. You see, it's how I make a living. They don't pay me to be out here. You guys do. <laughs> yeah, you're not laughing now, are you? So if you like what I do at the end of the show, come up and give me some money, right? The second hat pitch is educational too, but it's more about how much money. I remember back when I was just started working the streets and I was in New Orleans and I'm driving, riding in. I'd been there maybe a couple of years and I'm coming in on the trolley and I'm thinking, Man, I should be making more money. And I was making really good money. But I thought, man, I should be able to make more money. What's the deal here? What do I have to do? Well, I have to ask for money, for more money. It goes like this. And, um, so I haven't done this in a little bit. So uh, let, me see, let me see. Hey, y'all having a good time? Well, then do the right thing. At the end of my show, when I'm passing my hat, don't run away like rats jumping off a sinking ship disappear like a new set of rims at a Snoop Dogg concert. I wrote that. I know a lot of you guys are going to give me a dollar or two and I appreciate it, but everybody think about this. A five or a 10 makes a big difference in my life and a small difference in yours. And one more thing, and it's so sad to say, but in my whole life traveling all over the world, no one has ever given me a 20. And I got my arm around the guy who signed the 20. <laughs> So I started doing that thing with that little bit with, and no one's ever given me a 20. I get to 28 out of 10 times now. So my hat's exploded and I'm getting a lot more, I'm got, getting a lot more fives and tens and less ones and change. It made a big deal, a big, big difference in, in how much money I was making. And the third hat line, hat line is, is, you know, I'm really a blessed guy, you know, because I discovered this thing. You know, and um, my life has been better because of this little magic show that's taken me around the world. You know, so and uh, these people who are there at the end of the show are the people who made it all of it possible. So I thank them. I want to thank you guys for stopping and watching my little magic show. I want you to know it makes me feel great when you laugh and and applaud. And I hope when you guys leave here, you leave with memories. And I hope you all have a magical time here in New Orleans. But please remember, this is what I do for a living. So come up and throw some money in a hat. Remember that all of your donations are tax-free. I pay absolutely no taxes and kitties that your parents are giving, right? And all those little hat lines. And now people are coming up and giving me money. And that's that's my view and what I do for hat pitches. That's what a master class in hat pitches right hat. there. Well, you. Nice, nice. <laughs> you As you're delivering the gospel, <laughs> let me point people in the direction of is it Tales from the Street? Is that your DVD set? Yeah. Is it still available? Assuming yeah, it it's still available. You can get it on uh, Cosmo Magic. Or... Probably the best video resource. I know you did Cellini's Art of Street Performing. 
every street student, every student of magic should watch everything Cellini has to say. But when it mm -hmm. comes to specifically modern information for work in the street, I really honestly believe Tales from the Street contains some of the best information. And it's really most of it's in that interview with you and Danny Hustle. So. I agree with you. And I, I think a reason why is because it's really, the Cellini stuff wasn't really focused on magic. It was focused on just working the streets, you know, where magic, you know, and doing magic streets. But, you know, uh, uh, I'm, a, I, I'm not plugging this, but I have Real Magic Magazine. And uh, for all you guys who are watching this tonight, uh, Doug's going to post a link. And if you're well, interested let's, in let's, let's, all of the, all, in this. <laughs> all of the, all of the Cellini stuff is, is on yeah. that site. I'm just bring right? this up right now. I got this. Yeah. It's all there. Uh, the artistry performing one, two, and three is on the site. If you go to On Demand Plus, done right there, just scroll back up, On Demand Plus. There. Hey, Coach, can I just say, with regards to that, yes, the and there you, can see all the, you can see like all the Cellini stuff. There's the artistry performing. Look at that. Yeah. Let's be clear. First. This is five dollars a month. Seven. 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 Seven dollars. I remember. Finally guys. raised the price after twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty dollars a month Australian. And you said there's three thousand videos on this site. Like I yeah. click on this link and there's link after link. These are all just you know, there's Scott Robinson. Who where do you see Scott Robinson, you know, material? That's so that's a great routine too, home wrecker. Maybe that's so good. If you don't know about Real Magic Magazine, you should. And yeah, Cosmo is going to give everyone here a freebie. Let me post this up right here. Realmagicmagazine.com. If you user name problem, password solved, y'all get this free for four days. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Starting now. It's, it's on right now. And if you have an issue with something, just shoot me an email. Uh, uh, you guys had Dan Fleshman there live last week. Last week. And Dan's a gem, right? Oh, beautiful, man. This stuff is good. Man. Well, if I may, gentlemen, what I'll say is with regards to this, because I've been on Real Magic for a long time, and I remember some while ago when I was doing street and trying to look up resources, if you were selling the Cellini DVDs, like the three volumes, they were asking like mega bucks for them. 180. Like mega bucks. Yeah, like those three volumes, and you could never find all three. It was the most difficult thing to get your hands on, but- when people saw them out there, they were like, they were damn near collectors. So the fact that you guys can scope this out now using the information that we have in the bottom of the screen at realmagicmagazine.com, yeah. username problem, password solved, like it is so good. So good. I personally <clears throat> love a lot of the coin work that's on there. Um, from, from Kainoa, yeah. Kainoa, Harbottle, oh, Kainoa stuff. We were talking Amazing. about Ryan Bliss before the show. He's got a master class on Okita boxes. That's yeah, amazing. it's so good. Yeah, the whole Bobos on Bobo. Curtis, Curtis Cam. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh my God, Curtis. That Cam. took four years to do. Four years. Wow. Curtis Cam came uh, five years. Curtis Cam came to my house four times. We we had it in my studio four you know four times and days and days and days of. Let me just say this about Curtis Cam. That guy. Is no shit brilliant. I know that guy is very, very smart. Yeah, very is. smart. He rattled this stuff off, man. He was like a one take wonder. It was amazing. And he's just doing all of this stuff out of Bobo. And it was just like, holy cow, man. I mean, just really, really good. Really, really good. He's a master Jedi of coins, no doubt. 
everything. He knows everything about everything. He's very smart, and he just knows everything. I love that guy. And the best guy. Best guy. He And he did Bobo. He didn't get paid for that. He did that for magic. You know, I mean, he did, he did it because he felt it was important. You know, and magicians, you know, the, all those gun, people who aren't subscribers who didn't grab a hold of this, you know, they, they should these guys you know that are doing all this stuff well i have a fun gig story about um hanging out with um curtis cam should we roll into a gig story segment let's do it (laughs) gig story is a little segment where we like to talk about little moments of magic either while performing hanging out at conventions or of course even hanging out on this show and i'd like to start gig stories if i may about curtis cam in particular where um because I saw him there and I was like, Curtis, I love you, but don't be frightened. And he was like, thanks, man. Nice to meet you too. And we were in that room, you know, the one when you first go up the stairs on the right and it's just everyone just sits on the big tables and jams there at Magic Live. We're in a circle doing our thing, whatever else. And for the friends I've made over the years, Curtis Cam walks past and I go, Curtis, join us. And he was like, yeah, I'll be right back. And I'm like, he's not coming back. And I said, he was like, and he pops, I am. I just got to wash my hands. I'll be right back. He's not coming back. He goes and washes his hands and he comes right back and he's performing these little bits of magic, right? And when I say little bits, like he's using coins, right? But blowing my mind. And I don't know how, I don't know how he can do this and at all angles hide like 16 Morgans. Like, honestly, (laughs) I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. But it just rocked my world. When he excuses himself to the bathroom, he's in there gluing coins to his body <laughs> secretly. That's his mo. I've seen it, and I've seen it. it's not pretty. In the he's bathroom. a he's yeah. a sick human being. I I um I stayed at his house when I was did some lectures in Hawaii and Hawaii, uh, and I was there for a, a few. And he doesn't own a TV, right? so he's got a mirror. He's got mirrors everywhere in the house and all he does is magic and i'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and he was in front of a mirror with his (laughs) wow actually so the guy's so good though that's and that's why he's just obsessed he just loves magic like like no one else you know He's Imagine great. someone seeing him through the window, like always just seeing him staring himself in the mirror or whatever. They'd be like, that's <laughs> some American it. psycho shit. Like, you know, that old 90s thing where everyone put mirrors in the house to make it look like they have a bigger home? Everyone's like, Curtis's place is enormous. <laughs> True. <laughs> wow. This yeah. Wall to ceiling mirrors. <laughs> Let me go with my gig stories. I, I just wrote down some bullet points so I'm not you know, rambling on because last week I, I I had to perform in like the different ends of like Australia. So I had to fly five hours to a place called Perth where I got to hang out with Dom Miles and do magic with him. Um, and that was crazy vlogs coming out. But, you know, we, we shared uh, a video that he did. Great, great, crazy work. He actually told me, um, just a side note, because he loves Scott Hollingworth, right? And I didn't know this, but he's had some Zoom sessions with Guy Hollingworth and there's a routine he came. Uh, there's a, there's a routine that Dom learnt of guys, 
And Dom sent him this new handling he'd been doing to Guy and was like, what do you think of this? And Guy was like, all right, we need to do a video call because you're doing this better than I do. <laughs> so I need to know what you're doing. Dominic Crazy. Masterful execution of the Cra most challenging material Man. you can imagine. Cra Crazy, crazy stuff. Wait to see this vlog, and he does like this crazy one-handed triumph. It's just, in, it's just ridiculous. Okay, wow. so I'm there. So I wrote down a couple of things. So number one, um, I just flown all this way to do this corporate event, and uh, I do the, the the opening cocktail magic first, like the standing up close up magic, and then I disappear for like two hours because they have a whole awards night of stuff, and I'm doing my show after their mains. So I come out at the right time, and uh, the client's obviously been drinking. It's just like the the um, executive assistant and then like the CEO of this company. And I come out and like, all right, yeah, I've got my stuff. And she looks at me like she's just seen a long lost friend. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Is this the time now to do the, the show? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the really tight <laughs> schedule you told me about. Um, this is the exact time. And she's like, okay, cool. Well, um, and she just points to the stage. There, there you go. And at this point, everyone is standing up and hopping tables and stuff and chatting away. And like, it's, it's, oh my, like, oh God. It's, it's that point in the night. And I'm like, cool, cool. Well, uh, look, before I go up, is the, is, is Peter the CEO going to introduce me like we talked about? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can get him to do that if you like. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm like, all right. Does he have the intro that, um, you know, <laughs> you, you told me you have that I sent you? And she's like, Oh, I could get it for him. I'm like, you know what? Just get me up there. Like, just, just just get him to get everyone to sit down and intro me. Like, that's all I could ask for right now. You're, you know, partying. So she goes over and tells him. He looks like, he's like, what? It's not the end of the night kind of look. And then, uh, so he gets up and he's like to the audience, well, guys, looks like I lied. That wasn't the last thing of the night. Now we've got our main act and blah, blah, blah. And he, he's, he's up there for all of 20 seconds. And he's like... So let's bring Josh on and not, and not a single person has sat down yet. And he just looks at me and he's like, and then walks off. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. And the funniest thing is like, these guys have paid, you know, premium money and flown me across the other side of the country to have me here. And they're, but they're all just having fun. And I get that. They're not trying to be dicks. They're just, everyone's legitimately having fun. So I'm like, all right. And I'm just in that mood where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun no matter what happens. And uh, luckily it only took like one effect to get everyone sitting down and it, it was all fine, but it was just like the wildest start that only someone who's like comfortable in themselves would be able to deal with. So, okay, that first, <laughs> and these other little things that happened I just wrote down was uh, I, for the first time ever, I dropped my own cube on stage. So that was, uh, that. this is at the next show when I was in Mackay to fly back to the other side of Australia. So I dropped my own Rubik's Cube, which is annoying for me because normally it's just the spectators and I always rip on the fact that spectators drop my cubes. So I dropped one, had a spare, it's fine, but I was definitely scoundering the floor later for all the individual pieces because I, <laughs> I just wanted to be able to use it again and I found them all. Um, there was a, a moment where I asked everyone, like who has some money on them, some physical money. And this kid holds up a piece of paper and I'm like, what is that? And he's like, I don't have any money, but I've got this free ice cream voucher. And I was, it was like the most adorable freaking moment ever. Perfect. So I kicked him out. And then the next thing was <laughs> uh, I, had to, I had to find a shopping center to buy a helium tank just so I could blow up one balloon. So that was worth it. And then the last thing was um, 
Uh, anyone who's seen my shows or acts or, or vlogs or whatever knows uh, I do a three-card finding routine to a hip-hop track where I dance and I do all these stunts to find each card. Well, as soon as the song came on, this was during a, a corporate sponsors lunch. The one of the the nineteen year old one of the nineteen year old guys that I had on stage, uh, he's been drinking a lot, so he just starts dancing, and I realized pretty quickly like the audience is way into him dancing because it's the most hilarious thing ever. So I just let him dance. So instead of me doing my whole dance act, I just let him dance, and I just I just stop him at each like count of eight where I have to like pop out a card and catch it. I'm like, all right, now keep going. And he kept going. And I'm like, now stop. Boom. Is that your card? Yep. Okay. Now keep going. And he's like doing the Dougie and all of the TikTok trend kind of dances. It was the wild, it was the weirdest thing ever because I realized, you know, this is what the audience wants to see. Let's just let them see it. And I just, you know, let that be its own thing. And then, uh, yeah, that was my week. I think so the key is this, you decided just to have fun and you rolled with it. You had fun and everyone yes, has right. fun with you in that, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What, yeah David not- asked this, what is a good what is a good effect to help everyone get everyone sitting down? What, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he's telling that story, I'm like, sounds like a good problem for a street performer. The floor is lava. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I mean... What did I do? I mean, I blasted the music so that they couldn't hear each other talking to one another. There you go. Yes. There's yes. a worker's tip. I think that's honestly it. Like you get up there, they're like, why, why we can't hear each other? Uh, we may as well sit down. I, th- I honestly think that's it. Okay. And then there's just zero dead time. So I'm, you know, throwing some fire. I'm talking to them. I'm getting them to, you know, do the hand twisting warm up. I'm like grabbing someone, bringing, ripping them on stage. It's just like, I just made sure this is just not a second where, they look to their friend to like talk again. I guess that's it. Like I made the show shorter because I knew it just yeah. a limited amount of time here at the end of the night. Now um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, Cosmo, you told us a pretty interesting gig story before the air. I wonder if that's the one you want to share or uh, you must have some crazy stories, you know, well, over the times. I have a, I work on a, worked on the streets, so I have a lot of crazy ass stories. <laughs> do you um, have any about Doug, by the way, as well? Yeah, uh, <laughs> nothing but love and respect for Doug. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's he was there I in the beginning. Trips to the pokey. I don't have too many interesting jail stories. I was trying. I was trying to think, like, what are some what are some fun things that have happened before? So, just so I don't get queued up behind behind Cosmo's crazy gig story. <laughs> I uh, I was Doug. I was working on Royal Street one Saturday afternoon, and it was like October, so it was really beautiful. It was like seventy-five degrees, partly cloudy, beautiful. It is right now, buddy. It's primo out there. Tons and tons of uh, tourists out there, and I'm got a huge, got a huge one. I got a monster going, and um, I, at one point I had turned around, and John Rockerbomber was standing behind me, laughing his ass off. He was having a great time. And, that's that that show is the one that actually got me on the cover of Magic Magazine. But I had this huge crowd. And, you know, and my humor is a little bit edgy. I mean, I'm a little rough, you know, around the edges. I attack people. You know, we're, we're going after them pretty good. Just all in fun. And if you say those things with a twinkle in your eye, it's OK. You know, I mean, if you deliver it the right way, it's all right. People know what you're doing. Right. So I've got this big crowd. I got the rope out. Everybody's up to the rope. They're three deep. 
100 people, 150 people, I don't know. And I'm doing I'm doing the show. And this guy comes pushing his way through the audience and walks up to my table. And he leans his hand against my table and he's leaning and he's staggering back and forth. So drunk. This guy is so drunk. You know, at one in the afternoon, he is just pounded. He's a street guy. He, you know, he lives on the streets. He's one of the alcoholics that hang out in the French Quarter. And I'm looking at him, you know, and he's looking at me. And I, and I, you know, I, I, you know, and he starts mumbling. I say, I'm sorry, sir. I don't speak alcoholic. And he says another thing and I'll come up with another line, you know. And, and but the thing about it is, is that if I attack this guy, it's not like, a, you know, going after somebody who's normal. All I'm doing is beating this guy up. And I don't want to beat this guy up, you know, so, so I felt bad for him. So I said a couple lines and I looked at him and says, hey, listen, man, I don't know if you know this, but I'm doing a show. You see all these people here? Yeah, this he didn't know he was on my stage. He didn't know. He didn't have a clue. He goes, oh, oh, I go, but listen, dude, if I give you a dollar, will you go away? He goes, <laughs> so I reach in my bag, I pull out a dollar. Off he goes. What? I finished the show. Put my money in my money bag. Come out, start another show. 15 minutes into the show, the same guy comes pushing his way through the audience right up to my table. Every show for six months that I did, he was there. He did it. He became part of the show. I built material around this guy. (laughs) Finally, it's April. I'm going home. It's hot down there. There's no reason to be in New Orleans in mid-April. So I'm, you know, all the festivals are done. So I I go down, I can get, go down to the French Quarter and I get there about 9, 9.30 in the morning. And he's sitting on the sidewalk. They had just closed down Royal Street and he's drinking a cup of coffee. I'd never seen the guy sober. And I go, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, oh, good, Kaz. How are you doing today? And I go, I'm doing great. And he goes, hey, Kaz, are, are we working today? <laughs> Some sad news. You had to let him know he's getting cut loose. Oh my God. Sorry, buddy, it's April. I'm out of here. You're going to have to find another <laughs> job for a few months. I, I became friends with this guy, you know, like, and I always, you know, and to just change this kind of view of this story, uh, I, I found that uh, most people who are on the streets, you know, some of them are alcoholics, some of them are drug addicts, and some of them shit just happened to them. You know, a lot of them are mentally you know, have issues, but sometimes, you know, that they, they lost the guy that had a good job. He lost his job. He doesn't have his family. He got evicted because he didn't. And now he's on the street. It just ha- it happens everywhere in the world. It happens here. And uh, but the thing about it is, is that, you know, I, I, I felt sorry for this guy. You know, I mean, and, and after that I went to I found a guy like him, you know, because his name was Joe. And I go, hey, Joe, you hungry? Because I, I, I'm hungry, Joe. And he goes, yeah. He goes, listen, man, here's 20 bucks. Go get us a couple burritos and get yourself a beer. And he'd come back 20 minutes later. He never, he, with our burritos, we'd have some food. Or, hey, Joe, I got to go to the bathroom. Would you watch my stuff? And he'd go, yeah. And he go, you want a beer? And he goes, yeah, I'd have, love a beer. So I'd go into the bar right there on the corner of uh, St. Pete and Decatur and 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 get a beer. And I'd go to the bathroom, come out and hand him a beer. You know, he he was grateful. Hey, where are you staying tonight, Joe? Where are you staying? He goes, I'm going to stay at the hostel. How much is it to stay at the hostel? He goes, it's $14. I go, how much you have now? I got eight. I go, well, here, Joe, here's 20. Get some food. Stay at the hostel. Go inside. You know, that kindness. 
kindness because I I was so fortunate and the kind of money I was making out there was just ridiculous amounts of money. You know, it's like New Orleans was like a cash register. So I just go down there and, you know, was a, I made thirty seven hundred dollars from uh, uh, December 30th to January 4th. One trip down there. Sugar Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's the then the Cowboy game. Cowboys were in town. You know, all the Cowboys fans came in because New Orleans sucked back then, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just great. I mean, that's, but, you know, the thing about it. That's like, what, doing a thousand a day almost. That's pretty nice. Oh, yeah, I was making a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. And your show is relatively, I mean, it's a flat show. You're not elevated on it. You don't get up no. on a riser of any kind. You're doing Chop Cup and Bill and Lemon finish. Is yeah, that Chop Cup, Bill and Lemon, a card trick with a jar, that yeah. jar thing that I did and uh, some coin stuff. Basically parlor magic. Yeah, a lot harder, your point is a lot harder to crank out a thousand bucks a day with uh, yeah. you're a juggler yeah. on a six foot unicycle. Hmm. Well, it wasn't every day, wasn't like that, you know. Well, I'm, just, there was, no, I'm just saying, it, it, any day, it's <laughs> I, was a, I was a workaholic, right? So, I mean, you know, like, I know what your regular days were, and they are impressive. Every yeah, day, I mean, I went, you know, I set goals, there was goals. First of all, I quit, I was a, I was a satellite engineer at Cornell University. I quit my job to become a full-time street performer. I was married then. I had three I had three kids. I still have three kids. I'm still married. Same woman. So when I went to New Orleans after I quit my job, it was all about money. Yeah. I'd better come home with money. Yeah. Because yeah. I got a house, yeah. I got kids, I got a normal life, you know. Yeah. It almost feels like that's how we justify to our significant others like that we're going to have fun. Oh, but I'll come back with money. Don't worry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but speaking of parlor magic, um, we have a voice. We we get sent in voice messages, voicemails, Cosmo, um, where people ask questions or they tell us things that happen, and we give advice. And um, this this young guy uh, who we've known for a while, he actually sent in a question. I think you'll have a lot of input for. So I'm going to play this. So and guys, please send us your voice messages. Speakpipe.com forward slash the magic guys. This one comes in from Dylan, who is our Instagram uh, real editor, but no doubt he'll tell you that. Nick, I haven't tested this audio level, so I'm going to watch you, okay? <laughs> okay. Here we go. We can't hear it. What's up, guys? It's Dylan here from New Zealand. You may know me as the shorts editor for your incredible podcast. Um, anyway, I don't normally send in speak pipes, but I had a very interesting experience. I had the opportunity to perform at a kids camp. They wanted me to do like uh, just my normal stuff with them. And I've never really done stage shows. I normally do close-up and street magic. Um, so it was a very interesting experience. And I decided to I'll perform my 20-minute card set. Uh, but there were a few problems before that. First of all, they didn't really have any microphone system. So I kind of had to like yell. And second of all, since I'm on the table, no one could really see anything. And they didn't have any like cameras or wiring or anything like that. But I thought I'll just give it a go. And it went really well. Uh, and yes, the only problem was they couldn't really see anything. The only people that could see things were the spectators that I brought up and invited to um, uh, do the tricks with. So I just was wondering if there's any advice on like what kind of tricks card-related I can apply because my main stuff is card magic. And I'm not really a huge fan of anything other than that. So I was just wondering if you have any tricks or advice for performing card magic um, on stage. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Bow, bow, bow. Thanks, Dylan. He has to say yeah, he yeah. loves it because he works for us, so we appreciate that. I can't. I can't say that. I can't say that you can't do forty-five minutes of cards. 
I'm just not sure that everybody can do 45 minutes of cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some kind of like variety in there, you know. That uh, yeah, that's not the question though. Let's assume he can. That's <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to okay. say let's stay positive I mean, on that. I mean, right well, now I'm, he's not saying, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. He might be one of those guys. I was just oh, know, he's not though. Well, and he's saying twenty. <laughs> he's saying twenty minutes as well. Not 45. I think just to reiterate, okay. erroneous of the time. I think what we're talking about is the plane in which magic is presented. So you can yeah. present it on this plane. Um, What's this direction I'm doing? Horizontal? Yeah, yeah. horizontal yeah. versus the, the, the vertical entity. And um, I think that once you understand that we're doing it, like if you were watching a TV flat on the ground versus watching a TV this way that's showing everyone in the room, mm, gotcha. you think about it that way, you can really do different stuff with your magic. So as opposed to doing stuff on a table down here, all of a sudden, if you just transfer from here to here, and you're going from there and you're showing people what you got to do and you're doing your cuts up here and you've framed it there, mm -hmm. you can do all your stuff and then do your reveals like this in the air and they can do their thing. So when they're choosing cards, you shouldn't be like, pick one. You should say, say, stop when you're ready and then show everyone. And you, cause you're keeping it here. You also keep control of the cards and you've, you've just taken it from being on a table and turning a card over to keeping it, on this plane. And I think that that's sort of what he's implying. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. I mean, with Cellini, when Cellini watched him do his coins, a lot of his coins, his one coin routine was up here, right? Doug, remember that? That was up, up high yeah. so everybody could yeah. see it. Down so just figure out how to make your card magic up, bring it up here. You just, I mean, you just solved it. You just gave him the answer, Nick. Yeah, he answered part of his question, actually. You can get people up there, just do magic for them, let everyone watch, and and not have it be visual. It could be a cerebral effect, and, mm -hmm. and you know maybe it's a piece of mentalism or something like that where the visual isn't as important. And like we were talking about the street shows, the show becomes about them watching the experience with you and the people. You give them the old Nate Lipzig. John know. Armstrong comes to mind because he did a lecture – particularly on stand-up magic, right? And he's doing a uh, card under watch that he's got that game where they have to snap their hands down and when they see their card and he's doing this whole game with them and then they think they got their card, but they didn't. And I'll tell yeah. you what, if you, if you can crack open the pocketbook a little bit, bit, John Graham's Stage by Stage is exactly on this subject. It's one of the best books of the last decade. And it's I think it's all card magic and how to take it from close up to parlor and stage. Highly mm. recommended. And mm. Dylan, so because, like, I mean, Dil be, because, sorry, sorry, Nick, because Dylan's only uh, 15 or 16, um, uh, a book is like an iPad with just one app. Okay. So you're going to get a book and it's gonna, just going to do one thing. We're going to keep talking about them. And if you're wondering what a book is, it's basically, it's like the internet, but on paper. So you'll, you'll be okay. I think that's what I, that was my joke, but. Uh, no, anyway. you went iPad to book, book to. <laughs> Book to paper. I'm just going to give the best answer and let those <laughs> who hear it do with the information what they will. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be right back. Don't go away. Okay. Okay. But maybe let's let's do uh, Nick's uh, review then. In that in that yeah, in that case. That. Yeah, let's do that. Grand illusions, always in good fun. Of course, when you're doing them, they need to be done at a great distance in order for everyone to be able to uh, to see uh, the illusion as a whole. 
for example, the most common illusion that most folks are familiar with is the soaring in half. But what if you could do that? Whoops, the other way. <laughs> what if you could do that? <laughs> With a pack of playing cards in your very hand and display like so. A good time. Guys, this is an amazing effect released by Murphy's called Demi Deck. It's an absolute killer routine by uh, Angelo Cabone. And effectively what he's done is he's taken the soaring in half illusion, applied it to a deck of playing cards and allowing you to do it in your hands. So what you get with this gimmick is uh, you get this beautiful gimmick which is really, really nice. And I love it because I think it should double as a card case. Um, you get this cute little blade. You get a couple of gaff cards for the routine as well. I just got it here in the box. Um, you can do this sort of like mismade sort of routine where you have like this half cut card. So you get that to, to do the routine as well. You get over an hour of tutorials, which is really, really cool. You get these really cool ideas as well as some bonus ideas from David Regal. And everyone loves David Regal. So by all means, scope that one out. As far as difficulty goes, it's not entirely difficult. It's just something that you need to be weary of because there are angles, okay? Um, Here's thankfully- a good tip. If you face the prop the front direction, it's going to look better. It's going to look way better. And um, <laughs> it's all blackguarded anyway, so you'll get away with a whole bunch, you know, is a thing. Now, as far as pros and cons goes, you can use any normal deck. Uh, you get multiple routines. It's really easy to learn. There's no switches. It's all self-contained. And you can use it as a card box, which is what I like the most. That's probably how I'm going to use it, where I'll just rock up to do a parlor set with this, take my cards out, do my whole parlor set, put them in there, finish with the soaring in half, and, and away you go. Um, and the only con is that it is angly, okay? You can still get away with it pretty comfortably at a 180 degree depending on how well you are covering your hands and so forth. But look, you can perform it sideways and get away with a whole bunch. Now, as far as cost goes, friends, the Demi Deck uh, retails at Piper Magic for $127, which I think without question is worth every single penny. So of course, if you will give you the discount code so you guys can get a better price than this as, as always. But when I started to explore who is it for, I think ultimately this is for anyone who likes it. I think that if you are someone who performs with cards, you should get it. If you're someone who doesn't perform with cards, you should get it. I was actually talking to my friend, Anthony Street, and I mentioned this in the video. If you guys want to see the full um, review, you can go to the YouTube channel. The links are in the description below. But I love this idea of being an illusionist where you go like, oh, illusionists don't do close-up magic. We don't do card tricks, but I thought I better do one. And then you basically do an illusion with a deck of playing cards. That's a good time. And there's a lot of fun ways you can present this. I like the idea of getting like some like Jerry's Nuggets, you know, some really rare $300 deck of playing cards. It's like crazy, crazy rare. And then you cut the deck in half and then restore it back together. And there's like this, um, there's like a little more drama to it. I think that'd be super fun. So ultimately, it's something that's super usable. It'll slay on camera. And if you're going to get it, just make sure you get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code PiperGuys so you can get a discount on an already awesome product. Enjoy. I'm going to have to go and order mine pretty soon because I now I'm sold. Now that I've seen Nick's review, I'm pretty... <laughs> <laughs> if, hey Bob, if you, I got yours. If they're Doug sold Bob's out, it's big. because, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Cosmo, we didn't even touch on uh, you. You travel 
Doug was telling me you travel, you have your own portable theater of some kind that you travel with and perform with. Is that something you can talk yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't work all that much, but uh, these days, because I'm like being home, but yeah, I do have a, a theater that, that uh, I bought and built uh, a few oh, years ago. Thing. Oh my God. So I own everything but the building and the chairs. So all the risers, you can see there's cameras and projectors there. And uh, uh, that particular uh, setup is for 125 people. We can go a little bit bigger than that. You can see the production bed there with all the stuff. Yeah. So that all fits in the back of a 20-foot trailer. And it takes about two hours to set up. That's so we can go into a banquet room or black box theater and create an environment. Uh, uh, you know, the front of the table there with, with the red table to the very back seat is about 30 feet. So uh, you, we can, you can do close up without cameras, but we have cameras just so we can do some production stuff. And now you're uh, using projectors there for the video elements. Is that correct? Yeah, you can see, you can see the, there's one on each side. You oh, can yeah. see the two screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so that yeah, that's what we've been we've been working on. Who's, who's running that's the so tech good. here? Do the magicians take turns? No, we have a tech guy. A tech guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we have and, a guy. Where, where would the camera be situated? Is that that camera in the middle there? Yeah, you the can see it. Like you look, the middle aisle, you can see that there's two cameras there. If you look a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what a setup, man. That's got to be a bit of an investment to. <laughs> that, that's got to be uh, a, 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 a few of those a few of those big weeks in New Orleans. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was it was uh, yeah it was it was well it was great. We we started to get some really nice work. You know, we bought it about six months before the pandemic, right? So then the pandemic came. I also bought a truck to pull the trailer. <laughs> so <laughs> so the pandemic came, and uh, I, I didn't start the truck for two months, and that stuff sat there for two years. I mean, we didn't do, use it for two years. And Adam Wilbur and Ryan Bliss and uh, both really good. Ryan um, Adam's a really good corporate performer, and Ryan Bliss is a beast of a sleight of hand guy. And um, when you guys are watching Real Magic over the next four days for free, uh, there's click on uh, On Demand Plus and then go to um, Unleashed, and there's some Ryan Bliss stuff there on coin boxes. This is coin box material is just ridiculously sick. So, uh, I the best stuff. He, he's really, really good. So, when you when you agree, Doug Con, I watched all of it. Love all of it. Ryan's a joy. All of these guys on here are great. I mean, Adam Wilbur, Garrett Thomas, George Tate, Kyle Kyle Purnell, Francis Minotti. Roy Cooper's Cosmo. Well, he's all right. Sean Farquhar, Dave Casaro. He's an unsung gem. Ryan Bliss. And now you got John Gustafaro. You kidding me? Yeah, and uh, Dan Fleischman. We're going to start loading Dan Fleischman up this week. If you you go back to uh, On Demand Plus, just scroll up there, On Demand Plus, Doug, a little bit. Right. Yeah, you can, you can you can see where there's lectures. Oh, yeah. I'm Uh, in there. There I am. Yeah, 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 it's exactly Doc, right. Doc Eason, Chris Capehart. Like, I have to watch a, this. I haven't that's seen That's a really before. good lecture, man. That's oh, a man. really good lecture. Yeah. Chris Capehart's yeah. awesome. He's my favorite, man. He's my favorite comedy magician on earth. I like that's him better cool. than all of them. He's so funny, man. His, you know, I've seen him work quite a lot and his, his, he's hilarious, you know? Yeah. He's got this big white afro, this big 
Who's I know what I'm doing later. For yeah, sure, that's happening. Yeah, he's really good. Was yeah. he? Was he actually? I might be getting my history wrong here. Was he the first person to do a silk vanish in a TT? Because he was the like, well, or was he just the first one on the on the street to be doing it? Because that's how he would. That's all he did. Attention, right? Yeah. That's all he. No, that was it. That's the uh, when he started. That was it. He knew the th- the silk vanish with a thumb tip, and he sat on stood on the streets in New York on a milk milk uh, crate and new in, uh, in New York City and did that. That was the only thing he did. Over and over and over and over and over again. Hmm? He developed the three ring routine out there. I bought oh, that. Yeah. Well, but then he developed, but but that was his main thing. For probably of his initial street thing. Yeah, because he, he was. And he just and then he just kind of oh, there's other things out there, and he found it. He, yeah, he talk, I think he talks about it in his lecture. Yeah, he's badass. That guy's badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that what happens good. when I mean, you go out to the street for a couple of decades. You get to be a badass. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing about street. You you get good or you go hungry. There's no two options. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's that's how it is. And I remember seeing uh, when I first saw. I actually I'd never even heard the name before, but I was in New York for the first time. And I went into uh, a magic night. I can't remember if it, if it was Monday night or, or the one at Lowe's, but yeah, but like he he headlined it and it slaughtered me. Like he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah, so it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's such a pleasure. Yeah. And well, guys, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like I don't I don't think people understand like the the amount of cool stuff that you find like in this real magic. Um, you know, website, like there is just so much gold there. Like, and half the people there, like, who's this guy? And it's like, this is the real workers. These are the real guys doing the stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's going for the hyper commercial guys. Don't even worry about that. Like scope out what Cos knows. Cause Cos knows. <laughs> You've only got four days. <laughs> and all the real magic days. magazines are on there too. What is 50 yeah. something issues, hours of yeah. just crazy content, reviews yeah. and tricks and feature articles and, yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you'll never you'll never make your way through it. And uh, we update the site. Every, we update the site every Tuesday night. We're not updating tomorrow because we just did a live event last week. We're editing the material, so it's not done yet. But next Tuesday we'll start putting the Dan Fleshman stuff up. Oh, is that what is that what's coming? The Dan Fleshman stuff? Yeah, uh, that's the next oh. thing. Like I say, though, I mean we're let's see clips now where Rudy Tinoco does all of. Uh, G- gained uh, permission from Harry the Rain to to do any of the material out of Apocalypse that he wants on Real Magic, and so we've got uh, I think uh, maybe six or seven seasons, maybe I can't remember six or seven seasons of uh, of that up there. So you can you can go. There's like ten effects in each season. So from right. Apocalypse, it, it's just ridiculous, and that's why we just. Uh, every Tuesday night, you tune in. You're, 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 it's overwhelming the m- amount of content on the site. But if you tune in, tune in every Tuesday night or Wednesday morning or whatever, and you watch your the ten minutes of video we put up there, you're going to stay up. And, you know, you'll you'll like it. It's like a little, uh, you know, it's like a little hit of uh, magic uh, every Tuesday night. So, yeah, for seven yeah. bucks. Yeah, seven bucks. John Prentice, some questions. John Prentice to ask a question. I do play a musical instrument, John. I play keyboards. And Dwayne, I saw something from Dwayne. Dwayne, good to see you, man. Uh, I remember meeting you at the cigar shop in uh, in uh, Dwayne Andrews in uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. 
I love that cigar shop, man. That was that great. That was your little home away. I mean, you you were there. That was your spot, man. That cigar shop. Yeah, I, well, I, well, I bought those guys food every day, so they let me hang out. But I met a lot of celebrities in there. It was well, just, it's so nice having something like that when you're working. You're like, hey, it's bathrooms right there. You go take oh. a break, sit in there. and, and then, Or my friend Joe. <laughs> Who, you know who I always fed, but he would you know take care of myself because look here's the, this is how it works you see so so one day I'm uh, I was new to New Orleans I'm walking down uh, Decatur Street and I got my little cart and I get to the corner of St Pete and Decatur and I notice this big tree it's a, exactly one o'clock in the afternoon there's this big tree there and it's all going and there was a nice area right there I go what a great place to do like medium sized shows and across the street I could see the sun was going down over that building uh, you know that's uh, next adjacent to the where the yeah, tumblers were. I thought, what a great place to work right here you know and uh oh, I forget where I was going with this damn story and um <laughs> oh well Maybe. so anyway uh, oh I know where I'm going I go where I'm going yet cuz I'm getting old that's what happens to you um, but the problem was, is there was one of those crackhead statue guys standing on the milk crate, standing perfectly still, you know, in the morning they go and they get a can of gold spray paint, spray themselves down, which is toxic as hell. It's amazing. They live. So there's this guy standing there. Right. And he's perfectly still. And I said to him, I says, Hey man, I says, what time are you working to? And he goes, he goes three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I go, I go, listen, dude, if I give you 20 bucks, will you go away now? And he goes, you serious, man? And I go, yeah, I call a $20 bill. He jumps off, takes his 20 off, goes a happy crackhead. Damn. The next day, I <laughs> every day that happens. So now every day, the the next, alcoholics in the crack addict. The next day I show up exactly one o'clock. There he is. He looks down and he goes, 20 bucks. And I go, yep. Gone. <laughs> Hey, the, next shit, day, yeah. bucks, the next day, 20 bucks. 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 The next day, a new guy. I get there, and the guy looks at me and he goes, Hey, man, you Cosmo? And I go, Yeah. And he goes, 20 bucks. And I go, Boom. God. The next day, the new guy. The next day, a new guy. The next day. So finally, after two weeks of this, I get on the trolley car to go in, and the trolley car breaks down. So I don't get into the French Quarter until about two o'clock. I walk up to this, this guy, this old guy who's dressed up like Chuck Berry. Old black guy. He looked just like Chuck Berry. He's got a little guitar that if you push the button, that he, he probably bought at Mark, push the button and goes, and that's it. And he's, he does pushes the button. They give him a dollar. He pushes the button. Goes, Stop. Back to still, right? So I look, I'm looking for the guy. I go, I go, hey man, how you doing? He goes, he goes, he goes, good. He goes, he goes, uh, pathetic sounding. He goes, are, are are you Cosmo? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're late. <laughs> and I go, I, I, I'm sorry, man. I said the, the trolley car broke down. He goes, it's okay. It's just that I've been out here since three o'clock this morning. I got here at five yesterday, but somebody beat me to the spot. <laughs> wow. It's, you know that, it's that, really, really awful. We want to laugh, but it's really, the guy slept on the concrete so that he could have that pitch so that at one o'clock in the afternoon, he knew that he was going to get 20 bucks from Cosmo. That's why he was there. 
Let me tell you, we Man. need those guys back because I'm out there last weekend at 9 30, 10, and it wasn't good till one. I'd love to pay someone 20 bucks to be on that corner until I get there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a that's, a, that's a good idea. Get them to hold the spot. They do. Oh, money oh, yeah. Wow. Money hey, well spent. We, we have to, man, this has been amazing talking to you, Cosmo. And, and yeah. I feel like this shouldn't be the last, this won't be the last time, but we do have to, to wrap it up here. But we always end by getting the guest to give the final word, which is like a sentence of advice to magicians, whatever sort of, you know, comes to mind at the moment. So we're going to play our final stinger. And uh, we're going to hand it off to Cosmo to take us out. So, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, remember, you've got four days to consume as much as you can from Real Magic Magazine until uh, you subscribe. Just join it. Just, just freaking get it. Just them, join it. Absolutely. Seven bucks, Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. But here is the final word from Cosmo. All right, here we go. In my life, the greatest gift I've ever been given, other than my wife, my kids, my dog, there's a little magic show that's taken me around the world. I truly am the most blessed guy on the planet. And it's always my hope that when I talk to magicians like I did tonight, that they're inspired enough to go out and do what I give what I did a try. And that they have the same kind of success that I've had because I truly am blessed. I appreciate all you guys. Lots of love out there. Be safe. And, um, you know, thanks for stopping by and visiting with me. Great to see some old friends. So, peace. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.